This is the Music Halls of Fame podcast. This week, we honor the year 2007, along with a member of the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame class of 2007. We also look at the case for putting Iron Maiden into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, and our Spotlight Hall of Fame is the Blues Foundation Hall of Fame in Memphis, Tennessee. This podcast celebrates those who have been inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. We'll also look at the case for certain artists to be inducted into the hall who aren't there yet. Plus, every week we'll discuss a different musical hall of fame, walk of fame, or museum and celebrate someone who's been inducted into those. First up, though, as everybody else reminds you, please rate, subscribe, hit the notification bell, and leave a comment. It helps with the algorithm. I post these podcasts every week, so please come back, or if you prefer the podcast in video form, subscribe to them on either Spotify or YouTube. Search for them under Music Halls of Fame. Now, with all that said, let's get to the podcast. The year was 2007. The average cost of a new house was $313,600, the average income for the year, $50,823, and a gallon of gas cost $3.38. It was the year that the majority of presidential candidates announced their intention to run, including three senators named Clinton, McCain, and Obama. Kevin Rudd became Prime Minister of Australia. Romania and Bulgaria joined the European Union. Russia cut oil supplies to Europe over a dispute. The oil, of course, flowed after only a few days, but the tactic would be used over and over again, including most recently. The Iraq War was still in full swing as truck bombs and other improvised explosive devices killed scores of soldiers and civilians alike. Great Britain ended their military deployment in Northern Ireland. North Korea agreed to abandon its nuclear program in exchange for humanitarian aid, and then they reneged on that deal, a process that would be repeated over and over again as well. A mass shooter killed 32 people at Virginia Tech University. Another one killed eight people at a shopping mall in Omaha, Nebraska. British youngster Madeleine McCann disappeared while on vacation in Portugal. Her case became a media sensation and has yet to be solved. Greece felt the effects of climate change as a heat wave killed 11 people and wildfires destroyed scores of property and acreage. TAM Airlines Flight 3054 overshot the runway in Sao Paulo, Brazil, and slammed into a building in nearby gas facility, killing all 187 people on the plane and 12 people in the building. An 8.0 earthquake in Peru killed over 500 people. A cyclone killed over 15,000 people in Bangladesh. At 81 years and 244 days old, Queen Elizabeth passed Queen Victoria as the oldest ever reigning British monarch. The country of Mauritania became the last country to finally declare slavery a crime. What took them so long? Words that were coined in 2007 include hashtag, netbook, and tweep. 
By the way, the word tweep has never entered my vocabulary. People who passed away in 2007 include Pakistani Prime Minister Benazir Bhutto, who was assassinated during a rally. Also, Russian President Boris Yeltsin, Libyan Prime Minister Mohammed Osman Said, South African President Marias Viljon, Japanese Prime Minister Kichi Miyazawa, First Lady Lady Bird Johnson of the United States, Afghanistan King Mohammed Zahir Shah, Colombian President Alfonso Lopez Mickelson, United States Secretary General Kurt Waldheim, professional wrestler Chris Benoit, who killed his entire family before killing himself, model Anna Nicole Smith, actors Yvonne DiCarlo, Betty Hutton, Barry Nelson, Jane Wyman, Deborah Kerr, and Joey Bishop, film producer Carlo Ponti, film director Ingmar Bergman, television host and entrepreneur Merv Griffin, the tabloid hotel owner nicknamed the Queen of Mean for her treatment of her staff, Leona Helmsley, also mime Marcel Marceau, adventurer Stephen Fawcett, astronaut Wally Shera, writers Art Buckwald, Ian Smith, and Norman Mailer, screenwriter Sidney Sheldon, historian Arthur Schlesinger, and stuntman Evil Knievel. The Nobel Peace Prize was shared between the United Nations Intergovernmental Panel on Climate Change and former United States Vice President Al Gore for their combined efforts to bring attention to climate change. Russian President Vladimir Putin was named Time Magazine's Person of the Year. Matt Damon was named People Magazine's Sexiest Man Alive. And Charlize Theron was named Esquire Magazine's Sexiest Woman Alive. Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows by J.K. Rowling was the most popular book of 2007. Other popular books were The Book Thief by Marcus Zusak, City of Bones by Cassandra Clare, Eclipse by Stephanie Meyer, A Thousand Splendid Sons by Khalid Hosiani, The Name of the Wind by Patrick Rothfuss, The Titan's Curse by Rick Royden, the Girl Who Kicked the Hornet's Nest by Stieg Larsson, Diary of a Wimpy Kid by Jeff Kenny, and 13 Reasons Why by Jane Asher. The most popular nonfiction books were The Audacity of Hope by Barack Obama, In an Instant by Lee and Bob Woodruff, At the Center of the Storm by George Tennant, The Diana Chronicles by Tina Brown, The Reagan Diaries by Ronald Reagan, Quiet Strength by Tony Dungy, and I Am America and So Can You by Stephen Colbert. Doris Lessing won the Nobel Prize in Literature. Cormac McCarthy won the Pulitzer Prize for Literature for his work, The Road. And Werner Ving won the Hugo Award for Rainbow's End. In comics, Marvel killed off Captain America. The Boys was canceled but came back as a popular Amazon Prime streaming show. The United States Post Office unveiled stamps of Marvel superheroes, and the graphic novel Cherubs was published. In technology, on January 9, 2007, Steve Jobs walked out on stage, said the magic phrase, It's a phone, a music player, and a camera, all in one. Are you getting it? 
and announced the first iPhone to the world, changing the phone industry and everybody's lives forever. Tumblr was launched in 2007, as was Airbnb, Zynga, Dropbox, Indiegogo, Weebly, and Google Street View. The business.com website domain was sold for $345 million. Acer bought Gateway Computers and Google purchased DoubleClick for $3.1 billion. Amazon Music was released, as was Bandcamp, Microsoft Excel, and Adobe Lightroom. The netbook was introduced. Google released Android late in the year, along with Amazon releasing the first Kindle, just in time for the holiday shopping season. In video games, it was a huge year. First, the Call of Duty franchise took a more modern turn with Call of Duty 4 Modern Warfare. You also had brand new franchises with the release of the first Assassin's Creed, Bioshock, Crackdown, Crisis, Mass Effect, Portal, Rock Band, Skate, The Darkness, The Witcher, and Uncharted. The number one movie of the year was Pirates of the Caribbean at World's End. Other big movies of the year included Harry Potter and the Order of the Phoenix, Spider-Man 3, Shrek the Third, Transformers, Ratatouille, I Am Legend, The Simpsons Movie, National Treasure, Book of Secrets, and 300. The movie that won Best Picture that year was No Country for Old Men, which also won Joel and Ethan Cohen the Best Director Award. Best Song went to Falling Slowly from the movie Once, and Atonement won Best Film Score. Daniel Day-Lewis won Best Actor for There Will Be Blood. I drink your milkshake. I drink it up. Marion Cotillard won Best Actress for Levy and Rose. Javier Bardem won Best Supporting Actor for No Country for Old Men. Call it Frendo. And Tilda Swinton won Best Supporting Actress for Michael Clayton. In television, the Writers Guild of America went on strike, leaving network television to do reruns during the fall and winter TV seasons. Bob Barker hosted the game show The Price is Right for the last time. Also hosting on television for the last time was radio DJ Don Imus, whose simulcast of his radio show was broadcasted on MSNBC. He was taken off the air and later lost his contract with CBS Radio after he called members of the Rutgers University female basketball team, quote, nappy-headed hoes, end quote, class act. The top TV shows for the year included Two Nights of American Idol, Three Nights of Dancing with the Stars, CSI, Grey's Anatomy, House, Desperate Housewives, CSI Miami, Sunday Night Football Without a Trace, and Deal or No Deal. At the Primetime Emmys, 30 Rock won Best Comedy and The Sopranos won Best Drama. In sports, the International Olympic Committee awarded Sochi, Russia the 2014 Winter Olympics. The New York Giants won the Super Bowl, which was held for the 2007 season, in Arizona. The halftime entertainment, by the way, was Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers. LSU won the NCAA College Football Championship. The Boston Red Sox won baseball's World Series. 
Florida won the NCAA Men's College Basketball Championship. Tennessee won the NCAA Women's College Basketball Championship. The San Antonio Spurs won the NBA Championship. And the Phoenix Mercury won the WNBA Championship. Street Sense won the Kentucky Derby, while Curlin won the Preakness Stakes and Rags to Riches won the Belmont Stakes, which meant that there was no Triple Crown winner in horse racing that year. Alberto Contador won the Tour de France. In hockey, the Anaheim Ducks won Hockey's Stanley Cup, and the Rochester Nighthawks won the Major Indoor Lacrosse League. In golf, Zach Johnson won the Masters Golf Tournament. Padraig Harrington won the British Open by beating Sergio Garcia in a playoff. Angel Cabrera won the U.S. Open, and Tiger Woods won the PGA Championship. On the ladies' side, Morgan Pressel, at almost 19 years old, became the youngest female to win a major championship when she won the Kraft Nabisco Championship. Also, Suzanne Pedersen won the LPGA Championship, Christy Kerr won the U.S. Women's Open, and Lorena Ochoa won the Women's British Open. In tennis, Victoria Azarenka won the Australian Open, Maria Sharapova won the French Open, and Serena Williams won Wimbledon and the U.S. Open. On the men's side, Novak Djokovic, the Joker, won the Australian Open, Rafael Nadal won the French Open, Roger Federer won Wimbledon, and Andy Murray won the U.S. Open. In soccer, Sevilla won the UEFA Cup, and AC Milan won the Champions League. In National Soccer League championships, Manchester United won in England, Real Madrid won in Spain, Lyon won in France, Inter Milan won in Italy, Stuttgart won in Germany, and Houston won America's MLS Cup. In motorsports, Jimmy Johnson won the NASCAR championship, Kimi Raikkonen won the Formula One championship, Sebastian Bourdais won the Champ Car championship, and Dario Franchitti won the IndyCar championship. Football player Tom Brady and golfer Lorena Ochoa were the Associated Press Male and Female Athletes of the Year, respectively. In music that year... The Live Earth concerts were held in nine different cities. Jordan Sparks won American Idol. Speaking of American Idol, the best-selling album of 2007 was American Idol alumni Chris Daughtry's first album. Also among the most popular albums and artists that year were Beyonce, Kanye, Taylor Swift's first album, Jay-Z, Linkin Park, another American Idol alum, Carrie Underwood, Justin Timberlake, Gwen Stefani, Nickelback, the Hannah Montana soundtrack with Miley Cyrus, and the High School Musical 2 soundtrack. Daughtry, by the way, outsold all of those. Seriously. Such was the case and the power of American Idol back in the day. The top-selling single of the year was Irreplaceable by Beyoncé. Other top singles were Rihanna and Jay-Z with Umbrella, Ella, Ella, A, A, A. Gwen Stefani and Akon with The Sweet Escape. Fergie with Big Girls Don't Cry. T-Pain and Young Jock with Buy You a Drank. Carrie Underwood with Before He Cheats. Plain White Tees with Hey There Delilah. Akon and Snoop Dogg with I Wanna Love You. 
Nelly Furtado with Say It Right, Fergie and Ludacris with Glamorous, and Akon with Don't Matter. People tend to forget just how popular Akon was back in the last couple decades, actually. Artists who unfortunately passed away in 2007 include Ike Turner, jazz pianist Oscar Peterson, Michael Brecker, Alice Coltrane, Denny Doherty of the Mamas and the Papas, Frankie Lane, Indonesian singer Chrissy, Kitty Carlisle, cellist Mikoslav Rostropovich, Zumi Sakai of Zard, Mexican singer Antonio Aguilar, saxophonist Boots Randolph, opera singers Luciano Pavarotti and Regine Crespin, singer Greth Kausland, composer Karlheinz Stockhausen, Macedonian singer Tose Proeski, Polish musician Witold Kiltika, Carol Bruce, Lee Hazelwood, composer Giancarlo Menotti, and jazz percussionist Max Roach. At the Grammy Awards for the music of 2007, Kanye West was the most nominated with 10 awards. However, Amy Winehouse was the big winner of the night, winning five awards, including Record and Song of the Year for Rehab and Best New Artist, beating Taylor Swift for Best New Artist, by the way. Because of visa problems getting into the United States because of prior legal problems in the United Kingdom, Amy Winehouse was not actually allowed to enter the United States to attend the ceremony. Instead, she performed and accepted her awards via satellite in England. Jazz great Herbie Hancock won Album of the Year for River, the Joni Mitchell Letters. At the Eurovision Singing Contest, which was held in Helsinki, Finland, the country of Serbia won that year. At the Tony Awards, Spring Awakening won Best Musical and Company won Best Revival of a Musical. The Pulitzer Prize in Music went to Ornette Coleman for Sound Grammar, Elliot Goldenthal for Grendel, and Augusta Reed Thomas for Astral Cantical. The 2008 class of the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame only had artists inducted into the performers category as no one met the criteria for any of the other categories. The Ronettes, Patti Smith, R.E.M., and Van Halen were all inducted into the performers category along with the first hip-hop act to make it in. Grandmaster Flash was a DJ who worked the party scene back in the mid-1970s. He started working with Mean Gene Livingston, Claudio Livingston, and Grand Wizard Theodore. Flash also had three other friends named Keith Cowboy, Melly Mel, and Kid Creole. Then they brought in Scorpio and Raheem. By the time the group shook out, Grandmaster Flash and the Furious Five, as they were finally known as, consisted of Grandmaster Flash, Keith Cowboy, Melly Mel, Kid Creole, Scorpio, and Raheem, which is the lineup that was inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. The group came into rap when the genre was dominated by guys battle rapping and bragging while doing it over disco, rock, James Brown, and Parliament Funkadelic beats. 
The group made its name in the underground scene by playing parties, especially in Queens and Brooklyn, New York. One Sugar Hill Records recording artist, the Sugar Hill Gang, made it big by sampling Sheik's disco classic Good Times and turning it into their crossover smash hit, Rapper's Delight. Grandmaster Flash knew that it was time to get a record deal for themselves. As luck would have it, the same record label that propelled the Sugar Hill Gang to pop chart success ended up signing Grandmaster Flash. Grandmaster Flash had their first hit with Freedom in 1980, followed by Birthday Party and The Adventures of Grandmaster Flash on the Wheels of Steel. The group is known in the mainstream for two songs. Their song White Lines is still a song about the drug trade that gets covered all the time and sampled by bands, but it is their classic song, The Message, that they are best known for. The song was one of the first records to talk about social issues affecting the community instead of bragging about their MC skills. While the group only released two albums, their place in music history and their influence is unmistakable. Their album, The Message, which is the one you want to get if you want to get your feet wet with them, is considered one of the greatest albums of all time, while the song, The Message, is considered one of the greatest songs of all time. The artists who they influenced include Public Enemy and KRS-One. As far as the group went, they broke up over royalty disputes in 1984, but then got back together in 1989 before finally breaking up permanently in 1990 after Keith Cowboy's death in 1989. If you're lucky, you can still actually check out Grandmaster Flash, who is still spinning vinyl at your local club somewhere. He's always around. Their induction into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame was not without controversy. There were, and still are, a lot of people and voting members who think that hip-hop has no place in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. When you consider, though, that all forms of music have been influenced by another form of music, and that hip-hop has even gone on to influence rock music, think Limp Bizkit, Kid Rock, and Korn, for instance, the argument actually becomes a moot point by now. Once the dust had settled with that fact in 2007, Grandmaster Flash and the Furious Five became the first hip-hop group to be inducted into the hall. I might add that these people who complain about hip-hop being inducted are the same people and voters who think that R&B groups like Earth, Wind & Fire don't deserve to be in, so really, what do they know? Inducted by 2021 Rock and Roll Hall of Fame inductee himself, Mr. Jay-Z, Grandmaster Flash, and the Furious Five. With Grandmaster Flash, Keith Cowboy, Melly Mel, Kid Creole, Scorpio, and Raheem. Inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, Class of 2007. This week, let's talk about a group that absolutely deserves to be inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, Iron Maiden. 
Despite the fact that most of their songs have never been played on radio or on television, they're still one of the most successful rock acts in history, selling over 90 million records. They're number 24 on the VH1 100 Greatest Artists of Hard Rock list and number 4 on the MTV Top 10 Greatest Heavy Metal Bands of All Time list. Influence? Oh yeah, they've influenced plenty. Let's start with Metallica, then slide on over to Slayer, Avenged Sevenfold, Trivium, Slipknot, Fozzy, Opeth, Three Inches of Blood, Anthrax, and the list goes on and on and on. Besides, how could you not have a band who had the song Bring Your Daughter to the Slaughter in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame? Seriously now. Now, if you want to get your feet wet with them, then start with Best of the Beast. If you want to deep dive, then I would go with Killers, Number of the Beast, Power Slave, Seventh Son of a Seventh Son, and No Prayer for the Dying, but really all of their albums are good. As much as a lot of people like myself who think that they deserve induction, there is one group of people who do not ever want to see them be inducted, and that's the band members themselves. Anyway you slice it, though, more heavy metal needs to be inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, and they should start immediately by inducting Iron Maiden into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, whether Iron Maiden likes it or not. Back in 1980, the Blues Foundation decided to start inducting blues artists into its foundation's Hall of Fame wing. Much like the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, they inducted members long before they had a physical building. That changed when the Blues Hall of Fame and Museum opened on May 8, 2015. The museum is located at 421 South Main Street in Memphis, Tennessee. It is located less than two blocks away from the National Civil Rights Museum, which is what used to be the Lorraine Motel. The Lorraine Motel is famous for being the place where Dr. Martin Luther King was assassinated. The museum itself has 10 galleries, and as far as museums go these days, it's pretty updated with modern technology. There's interactive touchscreen displays and databases, unlike a lot of museums where their button displays never work. We've all been to those museums. The museum is open Wednesday to Saturday, 10 to 5, and Sunday, 1 to 5. Admission is $10, which is extremely cheap for a museum these days. And as with every museum these days, check with their website for ticket purchasing and information. Blues.org is its website. She is called the Empress of the Blues. She is considered the most popular blues singer of the 1920s and 30s. She influenced not just blues, but jazz. She is Bessie Smith. Bessie Smith was born on April 15, 1894 in Chattanooga, Tennessee. Her parents both died by the time she was nine. Her older sister stepped in and raised her. Because of her and her sister's poor upbringing, Bessie didn't get an education. Instead, her and her brother played music and sang on the streets of Chattanooga in order to make money for the family. When Bessie was a teenager, her brother went away with a traveling performance group. When he came back, 
he got Bessie an audition with the group. She was hired, though, not as a singer, but rather as a dancer, because the group already had a singer, the legendary Miss Ma Rainey. After a while, Bessie moved on to other groups and made a name for herself on the East Coast and in the South between 1913 and 1920. Right around 1920, record labels started looking for black female singers to sign, mainly due to the popularity of the song Crazy Blues by Mamie Smith. By then, Bessie was ready to dominate blues music. She signed a record deal with Columbia Records in 1923. After that, her career skyrocketed. She appeared on Broadway in one play and also in one film called St. Louis Blues. However, she really made her mark with recordings, speakeasies, and vaudeville stages. Her first record, Downhearted Blues, was a smash hit. The song was written by Alberta Hunter and Lovey Austin. Hunter sang the first known version in Chicago with King Oliver's band out in Chicago, then recorded it in 1922. In 1923, Bessie decided to record the song, but she only had Clarence Williams's piano accompanying her, not a band. The single eventually sold over two million copies, which was no small task in 1923, mind you. Smith's version is considered one of the greatest songs of the 20th century, along with being selected for induction into the Library of Congress National Recording Registry and also the Grammy Hall of Fame. During her career, Bessie became the highest paid African American performer in the world, mainly due to her live performances, as she never received her proper royalties from her record sales with Columbia Records. Her personal life was colorful, to say the least. This lady was tough. Once, someone tried to stab her after she performed on stage in Chattanooga, Tennessee. With the knife still stuck in her chest, she chased after the person, then went to the hospital. She performed the next night as well. This is all according to legend. She also wasn't afraid to punch out a man or woman or two or three. Bessie unfortunately passed away at the age of 43 when a car she was a passenger in collided with a truck. Bessie's influence can be found in a number of singers, especially blues singers, that she left her mark on. Bessie Smith, inducted into the Blues Foundation Hall of Fame in Memphis, Tennessee in 1980. And that is it for the Music Halls of Fame podcast for this week. Thank you very, very much for listening. And don't forget to rate five stars, of course, and also to subscribe to the podcast.